Better Each Day podcast radio show with Bruce Hilliard. Today and every day, reaching out for innovative ideas in every way. Today's show is brought to you by your future. It comes with a lifetime guarantee. Hello and welcome to a rare Better Each Day podcast featuring fiddles and fiddlers from three different countries who bring traditional folk, their own imaginations, and a dash of magic and throw it into a blender. The result is nothing short of unique and refreshing, and these guys are really, really good. From the moment Kevin Henderson, Olaf Melva, and Anders Hall of the Nordic Fiddlers Block played together in 2009, they felt a particular chemistry in the sound they created. Today's guest is Kevin Henderson, and although he doesn't mention the virtuosity that goes into something like this, he humbly talks about the sound they've created in their February 19th CD release, named after a harsh frost in the Shetland Islands, Bonfrost. Kevin, I've heard of Bonfires. In the midst of a pandemic, the Nordic Fiddler's Block has an album out called Bonfrost. Yes, we're delighted to finally get the new album out. It's, um, it's been quite a long process, this album because Olaf and I has young families so it's a it's a nice uh, balancing act shall I say <laughs> trying to work and be at home with the family as well so this this one's taken a little bit longer than we'd like just purely for for the fact we've not had the time all three members are from different countries too that might add an element of difficulty to it as well yeah, it's um, Anders Hall. He lives in Sweden. Olaf Melva lives in Rurus, which is sort of in the middle of Norway. And I'm from the Shetland Islands, but I actually live in Norway now. But I live in the south, and um, it's quite a long way to Olaf, even for me to get to him. So, yeah, geographically, it's tricky as well. And I have to admit, I am not a geography expert. I had to look up Shetland Islands, so it's up north of Scotland. Yeah, it's the most northerly part of uh, Scotland. And we used to belong to Norway at one point in time, to about the, the mid-1400s, when we were actually loaned to Scotland as part of a wedding gift at the time. But we never got given back to Norway, so we became part of Scotland. But yeah, it's, it's quite a remote remote place, very small group of islands, beautiful place, but um, our culture, I suppose, is heavily linked to Scandinavia, even though we belong to Scotland. That's so interesting, and the population's 22,000 and something? Yeah, that's right, but just around 22,500 roughly, but um, it's made up of many small islands, so some areas is quite remote in Shetland, and uh, the main town, Lerwick, is about, I think it's about 9,000 people live there. So it's, it's not a big place. So you guys are partly traditional and partly throw the rule book out the window and invent your new stuff. But do you think having grown up on an island kind of uh, adds to traditional things? Because for some reason, it seems to work that way. Yeah, um, I guess we started out with our focus being the traditional fiddle music of each each place, but we sort of developed and changed our ideas over time, as every band does, and we've written a lot more of our own music. But we've, I think we've always made a point of doing the traditional thing as well. And we're all very 
proud tradition bearers, I suppose, of our each each fiddle style. And um, I think you have a point about like growing up in a, a remote place. Um, a lot of the traditions and that takes a longer time to to die out, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, I'm up in the Seattle area, and they've said that about Seattle for a long time. And I don't know why they say that, but some people still go by it that were remote enough. You know, if you go to the East Coast and you ask somebody that doesn't know too much here, they'll say, "Oh, Seattle, that's up by Alaska." Well, yeah. No. There's Canada that's in between Alaska and where I am. Yeah, I even come across people in like the UK that doesn't really know where Shetland is. There's a lot. I think it's in the Western Isles of Scotland, and um, I, I don't know why why that is. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> but, but I mean, even I think we touched on the remote thing there. Like Shetland back in the like couple of hundred years ago had believe it or not five sort of different fiddle styles even within the Shetland style and that was purely down to transport links and people not getting out of their village or community so they developed their own own sort of style and their own dialect even within Shetland so I think when when you're cut off in a lot of respects it's a lot easier not to be diluted i suppose yeah that, that's so fascinating uh, i have a question for you here what is an octave fiddle an octave fiddle is just a normal fiddle but it has octave strings on it there's a couple of com- companies that make these octave strings and it's it's just tuned exactly the same but it's an octave down all right it's very cool very cool effect
you started playing when you were like nine years old. What was your inspiration? You just heard it and said, this sounds cool. I got to do this. Well, Shetland has a very big fiddle tradition. The fiddle is the most predominant instrument in the tradition. But I, I suppose I really got introduced to it through my grandfather, who was a huge fan of fiddle music. And that's what kind of inspired me to start on the fiddle. So I guess I have my grandfather to thank for the fiddle interest. My ancestry comes from Scotland, and I really don't know much about it at all. I was born over here, and, and uh, but I have pictures of my great-grandfathers wearing kilts. Yeah. And swords, of all things. So Yeah, he, cool. He, I know. You, you can't get on an airplane with that on anymore. No. <laughs> so how did you hook up with these guys? Well, we basically... I first met Anders at a festival in Norway. I just started kind of coming to Norway a bit, and I met Anders at a couple of festivals, and we just sort of socialized and jammed to the small hours, and we really hit it off on a social level, and he'd had this idea about having this sort of fiddle trio with different like styles involved. And he played in a band with Olaf, another band, great band called Sver, so he asked if Olaf was interested in starting this trio with himself and myself. And we just met up a few times and just hung out and played and played and socialized. And we just really enjoyed each another's music and each another's company. So that's kind of how it started. Use the term, and I correct me if I'm wrong, stales? What is stales? Uh, stales? Oh, I'm not S sure. What context I, did I use it in? <laughs> I, oh, maybe I made the word up. That's what I'm hearing anyway. You're, you're talking about uh, different styles, I guess, is what you're oh, talking styles. about. styles, yeah. It could be my dialect. <laughs> oh, is it styles? Styles, yeah. Well, it sounds like you... Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it could be my dialect. <laughs> I, love, I, I truly love your accent. It's just fascinating. <laughs> I see that you do this. Is it a camp? Yeah, yeah. Well, basically, we get asked quite often where people can come and learn our music and... I guess we started off, we started making like music books to accompany each album because we got asked, where can I get the, the notation for this tune? And we thought, well, let's just make a book. And then we got more and more interest and we decided just to start a, a fiddle camp to, was it three years ago? Yeah. So the first one we had in Norway and it was, it's a very relaxed, we don't want to make it too big. So we've kind of set it to about 60 people max and, it's just just a, a weekend, really, of learning tunes and just jamming and socialising and having fun. We do, the, the fun is an important factor in music, so we want to keep that. It's not like a, a strict school as such. <laughs> it's more like a, a fun music camp. Yeah, so we had what... it in Norway the first year, and then the, in 2019 we had it in Sweden, and the idea was to have it in Scotland last year, but obviously the pandemic hit and everything was yeah, yeah. cancelled. So I don't know if we'll, it's probably more likely it'll be next year before we can look at doing it again. Yeah, it'll come back stronger than ever. What caught my eye with that was the learning will be done by ear, it says. So you're yeah. not using music, you're, you're teaching it as a folk tradition. Yeah, we. I mean, it's quite common for um, to learn by ear at a lot of these like traditional folk music camps and that. I mean, that's how it was done back in the day. It was like, it's like an oral tradition, I suppose. So, I, I mean, music's a lot more than just learning from a sheet. 
it's very difficult to, for example, play it right stylistically just from reading the music and not hearing the music. So it's very important to listen, I think, when you're learning a new style of music. It's the same, like, if I went to play whatever jazz music, I'm not a jazz musician, so I wouldn't sound like a jazz musician with all the embellishments and everything, but if I went to a workshop on jazz fiddle, I'd get a better insight, I suppose, for the little things stylistically. So it's, it's, I think it's important, as well as having sheet music, it's also important to listen. So it's common to learn by ear in our traditions. I agree 100%. I think that might be overlooked a little bit. I have guitar students, and, and I teach pretty much that way, just exactly what you described. Yeah. Uh, we don't get out the sheet music. When I write stuff down, it's uh, maybe chord symbols. But most yeah. of it, yeah, most of it we're doing by ear. And sometimes I don't even write the chords down. They just pick them up by ear. And I think yeah. that's, that's a good thing to be able to do. Definitely. There's, um, I mean, there's definitely benefits of having both skills, but um, yeah. when, when you're a musician, you have to use your, your ears a lot. So a good skill to have to learn by ear, I think.
and you guys are technically incredibly good. And I, you know, you brought up jazz. I have no doubt you could probably master it. You know, it, that would be something. Well, I, I love jazz music. It's something I've always wanted to learn, and I keep saying, "Oh, I'm going to get some lessons." I would love to love to experiment a bit more with different genres and styles it's you can never stop learning in music and yeah, no there's no end to it you have played in seattle correct yeah quite a number of times now what was your take on seattle oh, i love seattle i mean i've been to seattle quite a, a lot over the years i toured with a band called boys of the law who had who's been touring the states since the early 70s before i was born actually so my first time in Seattle must have been about 2003, I think. But I loved it. I loved the the food and the, I guess it's a bit touristy for Seattle folk, but the fish market and all that kind of thing. Amazing atmosphere there. I really, really like Seattle. Oh, you went to Pipe Place Market? Yeah. <laughs> I, try and, I try and go there every time I'm in Seattle. You're familiar with Starbucks coffee, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Okay, the very first one was at Pipe Place Market. Yeah, I've actually been in. It said it was uh, there's a plaque outside the door, if I remember. It said it was oh, okay. the first well, one. Yeah. All right. Well, then I won't be a tourist guide when I grow up. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, I want to thank you so much for your time and uh, your music's just incredibly good. Thank you very much, and thanks for having me on the show. And follow all the instructions: wear your mask, wash your hands. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. I do indeed. <laughs> okay, and we'll be better soon. Definitely. All right. Well, you take care. Cool. All the best. Cheers. Make a better stay in Abilene. Oh, better in every way. You've been listening to the Better Each Day Podcast Radio Show with Bruce Hilliard. We'll be back with a new horizon, but until then, honor the future. It comes with a lifetime guarantee. And we're all just trying to make the next day a bit better.